Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be alright. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's going on? What's your tea, honey? Good morning. Yes, good morning. Buenos <laughs> dias. Yeah, has we we ain't recorded in the morning in a minute. Have we ever recorded? We've never recorded ever in the morning. <laughs> you was like, wait a minute, girl. We are not early birds. We ain't never recorded <laughs> in the morning. I know. You think be like the like the afternoon or, or e- like, early evening. Yeah, or nighttime. Mm-hmm. Thanks to my schedule change again. Yeah, schedule change, so we had to record today. Uh, Child, I have been feeling like amazing. I have been feeling uh, so mm-hmm. many things. I don't know what's going on. So first of all, so like for a whole month, ever since the beginning of um. Well, that's a little bit over a month. Ever since the beginning of February, the first of February, I I um I got a gym membership. And I have been going to the gym for four days out of the week. And I have been doing cardio and strength training, body sore, oh. working out, doing my stuff for a whole almost two months now. Ow. Oh, me feeling love. But I also, you know, I told you I went to the doctor and I got on um, some hormones. Child, that too. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but whatever's happening, I'm feeling like, hi, how are you? Welcome. <laughs> I have been like super, super um, up, upbeat, smiling, almost skipping down the street when I go to the store. <laughs> I have been just really, really like, Oh, I feel so wonderful. I don't know what it is. Mary Poppins wonderful. It's the hormones, honey. Give you that magic touch. Whatever it is, good. Yeah, I just yeah, I mean, that, what's happening. You know, I've like, feeling, been feeling amazing. Um, it might be because ain't no really no drama going on. Um, 
What else? Yeah, it's just been pretty nice. I did a guest spot on um, the Black Guy Who Tips. We had an amazing conversation, so I'm going to link that down in the bottom. Over there with Rod and Karen, we had like a two-hour conversation, and it was so fun. The interaction and engagement with the audience was quite fun, and it just was an amazing experience. So I'm going to put link that in the bottom. Make sure y'all check it out. Y'all check in. What's been going on with y'all? Do you mind telling us what the surgery you con contemplating getting? Yeah, it's the um, BBL. Oh, you're getting the BBL, the, the fat transfer. Mm. So with that, like I've been just, I've just been doing a lot of research lately because I found a doctor and just, I seen like two girls the other day who said that they have like um, sporadic, like really sharp pains in their lower back and their butt. And they've been having it like since six months post op, and I'm like, bitch, that's not. I gotta figure out what I need to do in order not to get that. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what I can do to be my healthiest because I don't want. I just want it to be smooth. Like I know it's not gonna be easy because from what I see, it doesn't seem easy. The only time I've seen somebody it look easy was this one girl, but they all look like they was. 18 years old, they they was literally walking right after the surgery. Everybody else is like stiff as a board. People <laughs> gotta like put pick them up and throw them in the back of bands. And so I'm like, bitch. Oh no, I don't know, girl. Are you just? Uh, that's another thing. It feels like you might be just 
clinging on because you're nervous about it in general overall every little negative review you clinging on every negative review could it be just that well I, well mm, no it's not that it's not just that because i'm like I, i'm kind of i would say that i'm bold it's it's just my experience with my lower back problems like you know even when we used to work together i would have moments where like my back pain was like at a 10 almost at 11 and so much so where the pain hurt so bad that i lost breath and almost like my my footing and that's happened to me a couple of times so i'm like bitch i don't know bro it was my first of all my lower back was doing really well when i was doing yoga but then something happened where my i was doing like a superman or some shit, and i all i heard was like it felt like my my spine had a line and I heard <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, bitch. And then afterwards I was in pain. Like I was in my pain was like probably like at a like an eight. And I had to take pain medicine in order to go to sleep. In order to go to sleep. Have you ever been well, to went, a chiropractor? I've been to a chiropractor when I'm probably like a couple of years ago and it didn't make it better. It made it worse. Oh. So like I've I've been to um I've been to a a doctor to get X ray. They said nothing's wrong with my bones. Um, when I go when I go to my doc when I go to my PCP, they always tell me, "Well, bitch, maybe you should exercise. Maybe you should do this." And I'm like, "No, it's like I'm having issues with my lower back. I went to like a a back pain specialist. They ain't really give me much." But I swear, like, my lower back, like, it pops in and out. Like, you can hear it pop. It, I feel like something is going on with the bones. So, I'm trying to figure out what doctor I need to go to. I was thinking that my next thing I'm going to do is an MRI to see, like, what's really, really going on. Because I was hearing that some um, somebody else had the same issues, and they were able to get, like, a steroid shot in, the, in their back to help it. Because I think it may be... Um, a nerve thing. I don't know yet, though. Well, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my journey. I'm on my health journey, my healing journey right now. Well, you know, our relationship with um surgeries it's a, it's a um, it's just a part of the journey. Not necessarily a part of the journey, but for people, um you know, who want a certain, you know, I want to say, look, is that it? It can be a part of a trans, surgery can be a part of a trans person journey. And so that's just, it comes with the territory, <laughs> the anxiety okay. around surgery, about the outcomes, about the research around that just comes with the territory for the people who, you know, look to surgeries to do things for them, so. Yeah. Well, I hope it works out for you. Thank you. Um, I don't know when, I don't know. I'm scared, y'all. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Because, um, like, the way this lower back, like, see, you know, it's it's been giving me issues. So I'm just like, bitch, do I kind of want to pay it, girl, and just save it for my face? Because I wanted to get my face done. So I'm like, bitch, should I just, like, save my coin, girl, work on my back, and then have 
Because I ain't never had a rude shave. I ain't never been, been like no potato girl. I'm just, I just gained a little weight, girl, and it's giving me a little booty do. And if you don't know what a booty do, it's like when your your stomach stick out more than your booty do. Girl, <laughs> <laughs> right? giving me like a the um the what men in black alien, the little roach alien vibes. It's giving me. Spaghetti, like I don't know. I, 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 it's giving you um, T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving you Rance <laughs> Allen shame. <laughs> it's giving me too much pregnant shame. And so, like the gain weight, and I'm like, bro, should I just lose this weight, bitch? Fuck this, because girl, I'm not used to this extra little weight, and I got to deal with the gaining weight and feeling self conscious about my body. Then, my girl, it's a process. So that's where I'm at right now. So we're going to pray for me and we keep me in our prayers. <laughs> <laughs> keep, you know, you know, put a little extra ties in the church play for me. Uh, <laughs> a little prayer in the prayer box so they can read it. <laughs> You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Oh, now listen, I know that what is basic trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. basic for me in this life could be just the beginning for you. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> so, International Transgender Day of Visibility is an annual event occurring on March 31st, dedicated to celebrating transgender people and raising awareness of discrimination faced by trans people worldwide, as well as celebrating their contributions to society. Isn't that amazing? So, we have two days that are you know, kind of like holidays for us. It is Transgender Day of Remembrance, which is in November, and Transgender Day of Visibility, which is this month on the 31st. So here at Marsha's Plate, we want to turn it into a contest. What I want y'all to do is record a video talking about people who, when you weren't out or you weren't trans yet, or you hadn't affirmed your identity yet you hadn't come to know that you were trans all that kind of stuff however it works i want to know who were some of the people that inspired you i want to know whose visibility them living their truth living out and proud i want to know as a trans person who inspired you? Who was a beacon of light when you were in the dark? Or who was a beacon of light when you just decided to say, hey, fuck these motherfuckers, I'm gonna do me. <laughs> However that goes, I wanna hear your testimony of people in your life that were beacons of light. So the hashtag that I'm going to be following to see this is, I saw you, now they see me. All spelled out hashtag. So 
<laughs> I am going to be following that hashtag and whoever gets the most engagement, I'm talking about likes and retweets and shares and blah, 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 blah. On each platform, I'm going to follow Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and I'm going to follow Facebook for the people who are still on Facebook who are, you know, me, old and late. <laughs> so, uh, four platforms, each one of them, I'm going to give the one with the most engagement $100. Now, you got to have some way for me to pay you, like Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. I'm not sending your ass no money order. I'm not bringing it to your house. I'm not transferring to your bank. Stop playing in my face. <laughs> Let me go over the rules. You have to either hashtag or at Marsha's Plate, and you have to hashtag I saw you, now they see me. And you have to be talking and giving flowers to someone who inspired you, who was a beacon of light when you were in the dark or when you were looking for somebody that was like yourself and they were being visible and living in their truth enough to empower you to do the same. Now, the purpose of this is to give $100 to a trans person all right. But I know we have a lot of cisgender listeners. So I have a perfect way for you to participate as well. In your video, same exact rules apply. I just want you to talk about trans people in your life who inspire you. And I want you to tag them. All right. I want you to tag them. And if yours has a lot of engagements, I'll give them hundred dollars now don't be tagging no damn celebrities i'm not trying to give my coins to rich people <laughs> we're talking about you know regular degla people who may need a hundred dollars don't be tagging jenny mock she rich got million dollar contracts don't be tagging laverne cox t.s madison sitting in the chateau anybody with a blue check no you know, people who may be in need. Well, shit, sometimes blue check people be in need, too. They just be pretending to be balling, but they be popular and broke. <laughs> but no, regular, regular people. It's some people in your life, you know, in your hometown, in your city, who inspires you. Tag them. That's who I want to give our coins to, child. Don't be extra. <laughs> So, yes, yeah, cisgender people, that's how you can participate. The rules still apply with the hashtag and tagging Marsha's Play so that we can give each platform, four platforms, $100. Whoever has the most engagement, that's the person that's going to win the $100. May not be here. Just so we can show love to the people who are visible. No shade to the people who are stealth. But it's just something about the power of somebody standing in their truth that gives other people courage who may be in the dark to stand in theirs. And so we want to celebrate those people. And the winners will be announced on next week's episode. So participate and tune back in next week to see if you won. So our visibility is just as important as our deaths. Our livelihood and joy is just as important as our disparity and oppression. So let us see that joy. And this has been Trans 101. Oh my God, I want to 
want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck <laughs> so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. I know y'all didn't heard that shit about Lola Mama again. She done fucked up again. You know, the first time she fucked up, was on dance, uh, dance. What was it? Dancing with the no. no, it was. It's not called dancing with the stars. But you know the little dance competition show where she, they were judging. But oh, you think you can dance. dance or something? Oh yeah, when Lyomi, when Lyomi's crew was on there, and um, she had made that transphobic comment, and then she, you know, she took it back. What she say? Um, somehow you gonna always be a man. <laughs> She basically said, bitch, no matter what you do, you'll always be a man girl. You gotta accept your truth. <laughs> what does that have to do with dancing? It was, it was, it was almost we like paraphrasing, but basically, we paraphrasing. It, it's something about how athletic she was, or you get what I'm saying? Something, but basically, boy. <laughs> she boy, was trying I to remind saying. her to put her in her place. That's what it was given. It was given, oh, stay over there. And it was late, and everybody called her out on it with the thought she would have shut the fuck up with subjects like these. Oh, maybe, just maybe, did her own fucking research and became an ally. But that's not what happened. <clears throat> these hoes always want to ride the fence, have one foot in and one foot out. It's just not a game. This is not the hokey pokey. Ooh, I have a question. Holy oh, okay, so let me tell you what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, babe, go ahead. I was about to say, who is Lil Mama? <laughs> um, chicken noodle soup. Oh, no, it's not it. <laughs> lip gloss. Lip gloss. She does lip gloss. Lip gloss. She had a hit when um, Bow Bow was still making hits in the ch on the charts. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, 106 in Park era. 106 um, in Park. Um, what year? We, I don't even 2006? Now I think she's just doing like um like shows for your little cousin, slip aside, slide barbecue or birthdays, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Family reunions. Yeah. Yeah, bar mitzvahs, stuff like that. Okay. I just had to ask. You know. But she, I've been seeing her. She's been doing like these photo shoots like she was getting into fashion and they were so cute. So I was like, ooh. Yeah, she did look love. I was like, oh, she's doing something in regards to that. But then, you know, I don't know. This shit came out. So what happened? I, 
but you know what? You she was you know, that's the last we've seen of her, like doing like, you know, trying to step up her fashion game. She has gotten a little softer, so we know that she's been on her moans. Um We is not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she has got a little you know the mug is, is chiseled down a little bit more. She must have got FFS. I don't know what happened. She's looking more feminine and kind. We is not doing that. <laughs> that is rooted in transphobia. We is not That's doing not that. That's not transphobia. We is not doing that. Is rooted in transphobia. Oh, it you is. are pointing out the hardness of her face. Of when her jawline. When you are pointing chin. out the masculinization of her mug. You know, when people call her a man, all that is rooted in transphobia. When they it say is. she look like Lil Bow Wow, all that is rooted in transphobia. You know, we can't we can't participate in really pointing out how she looks like your Uncle June bug. We are not gonna <laughs> participate in it. <laughs> You can't, you, I mean, you can't, girl. You, we just, we just can't. Because all the girls are fish and all the girls are kind. <laughs> exactly. We can't stoop down to her level. We, you know, we can't do that. I just, you know, I'm just going to send her your love beneath videos where you was teaching the girls how to pad and turn your, mm -mm. your, your couch cushions <laughs> into hips. You know, girl. Okay, okay, let me stop being funny. Okay, so so basically she had a conversation with some guy who I don't know, I don't know his name. He's in Relaville. So this um so this this other this black guy was um trying to compare well basically they were having a conversation about children, about tra uh, trans children and Zia Wade, once again, Zia Wade had the girls in their, their panties in a bunch, wanted yes. to tell their opinions, <laughs> jump in on how D Wade is raising his daughter. Yes. And then also, I think it had a lot to do with, like, you know, what's being fed, what's being, um, I wouldn't say fed to the children, but, um, I feel like expounding their knowledge, what's what's being given to them in schools and stuff. And so um he he made he said that um that trans children that should we be letting our children cut off their genitals? And first of all, I wanna say <clears throat> there's no children cutting off their genitals, not even with their parents' consent. That's not happening. It's, it it can't happen, it's illegal. And if it does happen, you have to be at least 17 years old with a parent, uh, with parental consent. And also, you can do it at the age 18. So there's no children getting their genitals. So that is a lie. So we want to make that very clear. We want to make that very clear. That is a lie that conservative people, black, white, blah, 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 are selling you. <laughs> children are not getting surgery. Like, that's not how it works. They are getting on blockers, like hormone blockers that stop puberty from happening, but they are not getting their genitalia cut off because that, that is just not how the system works. You know, the system works against trans people. <laughs> so getting surgery isn't something that you could just jump and do with ease, <laughs> even if you have supportive parents. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not giving it and at then, all. And then blockers are reversing. Right. Exactly. Thank you. So these 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 chemical changes. Now wait a minute. 
after being okay you're right babe and these chemical changes can be reversed some of them can be reversed no as far as blockers just blockers yeah that's what i'm saying but that still is a chemical change it can be reversed yes just so i'm i'm agreeing with you guys then he also made a statement um by indirectly as they always do um he, he stated he the way he stated it was like oh well you know they also have different groups outside of the lbgt community like the pedophilia group that's trying to attach themselves to the lbgt movement because you of their agenda that they have and everybody trying to be so accepted so the pedophile the pedophile the pedophiles are trying to attach themselves to the lbgt movement now they don't accept it but Da, 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 this whole rhetoric in basically fake news. Us to pedophiles. Fake news. Fake news. Fake right. News. It's definitely propaganda. And what else? What else were they saying? They they were just she would just say saying a lot of things that were not true about the trans community. And what I don't like is I hate when people and I really really dislike when anybody talks on a subject where they're either they're not educated on or a person of that of that particular subject is nowhere in the conversation if you don't if you are ignorant about the conversation if you really don't know what the fuck you're talking about then you should have had a trans woman in that conversation with you you and and just like when anybody's having a conversation say for instance some some white people are having a conversation about black folks a, a black person should be involved in that conversation but i feel like in order to to get to share wisdom and to uh, to break uh, stigmas and those um negative social constructs that a lot of people attach themselves to different groups or minorities and that kind of is a tricky spot too because then you'll be in a situation as a trans person not to get off subject but you'll be like um they did rob over there on horrible decisions um on inner hole uprising rob from inner hole uprising they went on the show to educate and it turned into this whole misgendering shady fiasco they went over there to educate and and be you know the amazing rob that we know <laughs> and it just turned into this fucking dumpster fire and so they were harmed in the process it was it just was crazy and so even in those situations sometimes that's tricky because we'll go into these educating spaces and then y'all don't have the basics the 101 to respect even pronouns or respect just the basics if you're gonna have one of us come and educate at least have that part already in the bag so we know we don't expect you might not know all the research and all the the facts and da 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 da, but at least have the basic respect when you bring us to the table. Hey. What, I, what I hate, what I particularly hate when it comes to these kind of conversations, I think little mama said something about she wanted to start a heterosexual movement so that <laughs> because the LGBT people love to bully people. And I'm like, it is so funny. I really hate it. I'm sorry, go ahead. When they flip like that, when they when they flip that you are the person doing something, like literally you are the person doing the wrongness. 
And then when we respond to you, you're acting like you're bullied. It's like when white people say, oh, y'all don't want us to say nigger. How dare you tell me I can't say something by the, by the, um, by the, based on the color of my skin, but when it does it to you, it's racist. But when you do it to us, it's not, it's, it's not racist. That's racist. I should be able to say what I want when really the, the problem is you shouldn't be saying nigger. <laughs> you, nigga, you yeah. shouldn't be saying that. That's the problem. And the fact that you're flipping it like you are the victim is weird to me. It's weird and shady. And that's same thing with little mama. It's like now all of a sudden that we're calling you out on your ignorance just because, yes, everybody can have an opinion, but sometimes your opinion is trash. At the end of the day, sometimes your opinion based on your ignorance is trash. And sometimes like people are going to respond to that opinion, you know, in a way that is going to be negative. There, there are going to be some petty people. There are going to be some roasting people. There's going to be some um, motherfuckers that do think pieces on it. It's going to be a wide range of responses to that, right? It's going to be a wide range. And so in that wide range, you're going to get all type of people, bullies, people who try to educate you, whatever, because your opinion is trash. It's going to get a response. It's not bullying you. This is just what it is. And sometimes they'd be spewing like misinformation and calling an opinion. Nigga, this is purposely misinformation. Yeah, like you're not gonna like, like girl, <laughs> like just like I be trying to try what us talking about there's an agenda. No, bitch, there's no agenda. We're just fighting for what's right. There's a, there's a difference between fighting for what's right and just creating a whole agenda, bitch. The agenda is spewing um, negative shit and, and gaslighting it into being something is in a guise of protecting. That's 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 what what negativity and hate is like. They always try to do that. I feel like people who do that have issues with accountability. Right. Bitch, what we're trying to tell you is that. You're you're saying something that's wrong, and we're trying to correct you. Like I went through this with a group, like um, and like I'm a part of a BBL group on Facebook because I'm I'm uh, doing the sur doing the surgery is really really important to me. You have to do your research, like you, especially when you're going to a surgeon. Like you have to know because who's going to come out with a lopsided movie is not me. And so, like I'm I'm trying to do as much research as I can. So I'm a part of this group in um on Facebook and this girl has showed her results. And like I said, she was, um, two women were talking about how they had lower back pain and pain in their hip. One, um, one woman was like, Oh, well, I went to Dr. Dobag. He, she had, um, did such and such and such. And I was like, damn, like, okay, well, I, I had thought about it. I was like, do I want to take this moment and pay it? Or do I want to correct this, this person in this space that is not predominantly mine? Dobak is a transformer. Right, Dr. Dobak to is a transformer. To give you context, Dr. Do is, um, Dobak. Dobak is um, a trans woman. So when this commenter says he, she, they're being shady. Yes, and they're not really passable. Dr. Dobak isn't that, like they, ooh, that sounds problematic for me to say they're not passable, but. No, no matter. They, they're not, um, they're not. Anyways. <laughs> So she was like he she and I'm like clearly they that her pronouns are she because when I'm on her page that's how she's referred to 
And so I, I was like, okay, instead of saying he, she, if you don't know somebody's pronouns, then you should just call them by their name. Or them. And, or 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 them. I just said, but I just said call them by their name because I didn't even want to even explain they and them pronouns to somebody who don't even know the basics. So I was just like, just call them by their name. Two bitches came out of nowhere and was like, I disrespected this woman that I that um I was rude and that I was a miseducator and if I want to educate people then I need to talk to them in a nicer way. I'm like, bitch, how nice can I say it? First of all, I wasn't being rude. All I did was tell her, hey boom, I think I was being real peaceful about the motherfucking situation. Um this bitch got to talking about how well how everybody goes through things. I'm light skinned and I had a um uh, I'm biracial and I was raised by two two white people. I'm like well bitch figure that out I'm biracial too. Go figure that shit out. That don't have nothing to do with our talk anyway, girl. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, but they try to make this comparison like, oh, everybody, she was trying to downplay my, my feelings and how I felt about the situation. She was, she was basically saying that I was, I was doing too much by even correcting her in general. So she was, she was trying to say that everybody goes through things and what I'm going through, I should just keep it to myself, basically saying that I was doing too much. Which is what late bitches do, who try to to manipulate people and, and make it seem as though their feelings aren't important, especially when the situation don't have nothing to do with them. Because I didn't even ask this bitch. So it was two bitches that came out of nowhere. So I just, anyways, I hate when when they do that. They just can't take accountability for what they're doing wrong. I feel like somebody who was, and we all been there. As especially if you're somebody who wants to educate people and like show them that this is the this is the way you navigate people like us without offending us. People who actually want to be allies or who actually give a fuck, you know the difference in their behavior. That they actually try to correct their behavior within the the um the transactional or how you're how you're speaking with them or the interaction. Excuse me, that's what I meant to say. In the interaction. Most people who don't who don't give a fuck, they usually try to um, to deny it and make, keep, ex make excuses. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like my yeah, and so like, <laughs> like my family, it, it's just it, I we talk about that all the time. The gas them gaslighting us into believing, well, trying to gaslight us into believing that. It's, it's just us with victim mentality and we're just being extra sensitive when you're actually just being rude and you're not listening to how we feel about this situation and we're not trying to attack you we're just letting you know that this is how you navigate us this is if you're in a space with black folks this is what you have to do don't take up too much space i think just think that every group has has their certain ways of how you navigate them and they should be listening to. Hmm. I don't know. I just think that we are in a time where this these kind of conversations are unavoidable. Yeah. I think people are. We brought up in every topic now, damn it, it, it We're just a hot button topic, and we're going to, people mm -hmm. are going to have their opinions. People with a grade, eighth grade education on biology are going to have their opinions. Um, religious people are going to have their opinions. 
hood niggas with no no sense like Lil Boosie are gonna have their opinions. It is gonna be people who are gonna have their opinions. And sweetie, when you share your opinions, people are gonna have a problem with it, particularly the ones that are rooted in miseducation. And so it's not bullying. Um, just like we don't need a white pride, we don't need a heterosexual pride. <laughs> Y'all are, are already the standard. Um, you know, you need a heterosexual movement when we're not even, even generous, <laughs> generous, generous estimations of LGBT is like 10% of the population. <laughs> generous. So most everybody is straight, bruh. You don't need a fucking movement. Every, most everybody is straight and most everybody is cisgendered. So you got tons of people on your side, but it's going to be trans people that say you're wrong when you have opinions that are shitty. If you don't like that, keep our fucking name out of your mouth. Stop talking about us. It's a, talk, talk, go talk to somebody about getting you some good tracks so you can have a good album. Really, a, bitch, a, a ghostwriter or something. Something where you can have some good music coming yeah. out so you can be back on the charge. That really seems like to be where your focus should be. Your focus should be on, you know, creating some good music so you can get back out here. So you're not getting in the in the in the news and being in and being in the public eye through dog and trans people. Like it, you should have some better things going on than that. Yeah. Cause what album you got out? What projects are you working on? What like what? Cause I ain't heard from you in a minute. You had to you you had to piggyback on what we got going on. Like what what's happening? Like what what's going on in your life? I don't know. I really want to know what's going on in your life. And I feel like your your tone and your focus should really be fo on that. It should be on you know sharing your projects like so they so that they don't flop. That's what I want. That's what I want to see. I want to see from little mama. I want to see, you know, your projects be successful because I'm I'm rooting for everybody black. And so I want to see your projects be successful and I don't see anything coming from you that is not flopping. So Well, I concur, Diamond. I don't give a fuck about her projects. <laughs> if they flop, they flop, girl. Fuck you. This is your second. Bitch, you get two strikes. Girl, this is your second strike, girl. Fuck you. Um, you're trying it on purpose at this point. You you already said something cute already um, five hundred years ago. Here you go. Still ain't changed. Still ain't learned. So you still ain't learned. Still still ignorant. Still won't shut the fuck up about subjects that don't concern you, girl. Now you're starting to make us feel like the DL people, bitches. Okay, let me almost take it okay, easy. Girl. We don't want her to sue us. Sue us for what? Bullying. <laughs> Be careful. She's sensitive. Well, she wasn't I always, the pedophile thing is always strange to me because 
you know. We know so many Uncle Joes. And- Uncle Joes, Auntie Anne's. <laughs> That are playing with the children. That all that, that the, the the preachers, the fucking um the popes. Yeah, it's like it's too much. The priests, the popes, the, it's so much that I'm like, and they identify with heterosexual baby and y'all movement. It just it just that's always weird to me. That's always weird when they bring that out. <laughs> and me being in com- the LGBT community, I don't, I don't see LGBT people saying, "Oh, pedophiles, y'all are wonderful. You can be attracted <laughs> to children." No, we are always like, "Get the fuck up out of here!" Like we don't like that shit. Just like nobody <laughs> like that shit. That's just whack. So get the Not fuck out of here. Um, so associating us with fucking pedophilia is fucking annoying. And oh, that's just old, played out. It's making me realize how much privilege I actually have as a trans masculine person because the focus is always on trans fans or um, <clears throat> like AMAB trans folks. Like it's always the hate is always mostly towards y'all. Not say so we don't get it as trans men, but it's just like, damn, like because they really just don't let up on y'all. One of y'all come out as trans or even little kids, little black kids come out as trans. It's like, world is coming to an end. Like, yeah. so, oh no, it's just, it's really sad. And I feel for, I feel for Zaiwe because who knows what type of PTSD is going to come into it because Zaya made it known that she kind of was unwillingly outed because of what she chose to dress in when they would take family photos and just seeing people poke at it and hearing about people poke at it i just really feel for it because she can't just well like she has privilege but she can't just live a normal kid normal trans kid life without people just being nasty and just all these different people just having these pink celebrities she probably look up to saying oh probably not but (laughs) like just um it's just sad i just feel for her more than anything and other black trans kids like her yeah like she can't do shit one of the reasons why this conversation got brought up in the little mama and whatever the dude was saying while they was talking about the kids is because zaya way did an interview with the amazing michelle obama somebody that she looks up to somebody that she's like oh wow this is michelle obama so she can't even enjoy this moment of interviewing the first lady i'm i'm a trans child and i get to interview the first lady and the first lady is giving me my rah-rahs and and (laughs) you know saying that she's proud of me and i'm telling her how what an inspiration she is like she can't even enjoy this moment without it turning into a fiasco without it turning into you know some bullshit and so what are we teaching our kids we we can't be inspiring this type of demonic (laughs) yeah and so you literally are talking about a 12 12 13 year old is a demon and demonic and oh my god i'm like she i know she's over there i know she's protected so i don't even want to act like um you know, she doesn't have the privilege of 
being protected. I know they have her accounts on lock, watching, making people can't bother her. Um, and so I know that she's being protected and kind of shielded a little bit from it. But it just feels like, damn, she can't do shit, man. Without you motherfuckers adding grown ass bitches adding grown, grown motherfucker. Um, adding y'all two cents about this little girl's life. It's like, uh, it's quite annoying. If, if she wasn't in queer, I feel like the mask would protect like she would be more protected. Like well, as far as like as far as critique, like it seemed like, you know, if you're if you fit the standards of society, you're more protected. No, she's rich. Her parents are rich, so um, she's definitely protected. So I don't even. Well, oh, I didn't mean physically. I'm talking about as far as like, um, like comments and the way people. No, no, no. Even that. Even that. Like her. If you go to her page, like you can't comment on her stuff. Like you can't. Only certain people can. They how they how they have her account set up. Only certain people can comment on her page. Have you seen Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt's daughter? that straddle those lines like wear suits and just dress like a full-on boy have you seen that and you- um charlene's trans daughter who's charlene charlene theron uh, i don't know that charlene theron she's the one who plays i don't know how to you know her when you see her she's the white girl um but the fact that you don't know her and she has a black trans daughter <laughs> is, is is the point. Um, but um, she she plays that. Remember, they did a live action version of Snow White. She played the evil queen. Mm. Um, she plays guy. Who else? She played in a lot of movies. You will know her when you see her. Charlize she's Theron. Thing. She's yeah, really she's, she's she's beat. Um, but she has a daughter that's trans mm. and nobody talks about it nobody talks about it you like when if when she first started letting her dress up she um you know they'll do it'll be a little blurb about it and you know i heard somebody saying because it's a little boy it's a little black little boy that she adopted at at the time when she when it was a child when they were a child let me repeat that it was a, she adopted a black little boy when mm-hmm. when they were little, and now that they're growing up, they're she's accepting that this is my daughter and letting her dress how she wants to dress, blah 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 blah. And so now, people are like, oh, they're just the hoteps are like, oh, <laughs> they're trying to switch these little boys and da 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 da. So I heard that very few. But it didn't it didn't blow up in the same way that Zaya is blowing up. And I think that's because of her proximity to Dwayne Wade, because he is this peak of masculinity. He is this, you know, this this elite athlete. And so his image is connected to hers. And it's like, oh, then I can respond to, of course, these crazy white women is doing this. But D-Wade letting his quote unquote son <laughs> transition oh no all hell is gonna break loose mm-hmm. exactly. so i feel it's different yeah and, uh, and definitely the response like people pick and choose especially they ignore it like when it's white kids they're like oh yeah that's what they do blah 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 but it's like if it's black folks it's like we shouldn't be doing it. like period so. mm. well all right well, 
little mama mind your business thank you <laughs> and yeah all right <laughs> It kind of falls in line with my topic. I wanted to talk about what our feelings are with this trans renaissance happening because we're part of that fabric, that generation that is um, a part of the trans renaissance that spark um, where we're getting more visibility than we ever have. And uh, I kind of wanted to know where you guys' takeaway is from it so far and uh, what you want the future to know. If you could put a message in the time capsule about this trans renaissance. What examples of the first have we had so far? Well, it seemed like when Kaylin Gender came out. <laughs> That's when it really just upticked. And that's right when I started my transition, like right before Caitlyn came out. You know, it always takes a white one to shake them up. And then, oh, hold on. Y'all is not about to shit on Laverne and her time cover and all no. the things Laverne did before Caitlyn. No, no of but course it was, not. It was she... when Caitlyn came out is when like it kind of shook the table. Like, Laverne already shook it up, but it's kind of like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, like, it was mm -hmm. like, oh. But then it kind of was like, yeah. But then when Kaylin came out, like, that's when all these conspiracies started to anti-trans stuff just got riled up. And then, Ooh, especially when she had one woman of the year that had the birthday <laughs> pussy. <laughs> But the crazy yeah, part about that is that she wasn't the only winner of woman of that that glamour woman of the year. She wasn't the only winner. It was other women that won. It wasn't just her. That's that was that was kind of the weird thing about that. Where I was like, it wasn't just her. It was multiple women that won that award. I think I, I think the sensationalism of Caitlyn, the sensationalism of Caitlyn being. Uh, a, a, a Olympic athlete, and you know her connection. It's two. It's two. It's two things to me. It's the fact that she is an Olympic. She was an Olympic athlete on that level. We talking about Bruce Jenner level, where it was like, oh my God, like Wheaties box. We talking about when when Bruce was at his peak at the time. It was like, whoa. <laughs> like bam and then we come fast forward decades later now we have caitlin caitlin that since that's that old school sensationalism that we had that we remember from like donahue and oprah and um and to me jerry springer where it's like oh this football player or this ex-military man now a glamorous woman like it's a whole it's such an opposite that mm -hmm. that sensational thing i think that's what um caitlin catered to being this elite athlete and then now i'm this glamorous woman a part of the clan of sensationalized glamorous women when we talking about the kardashians when we're talking about the jenners the kardashian and jenner clan they're not only 
you're a part of this group <laughs> with the uh -huh. Kim. So all of those things to me, and you're white, <laughs> all of these three things to me exacerbated the exposure. It wasn't like she was, I don't want to say she wasn't special, but um, it's it's the whole, and the buildup, in the buildup beforehand, the buildup was, we saw surgeries and stuff happening, the face looking like it had just got done and and nobody was talking about it. Paparazzi was snapping pictures and it was like, what's happening? Wendy was saying, look at, um, pr prior to her name changing, um, look at Bruce Jenner, what's happening? Are they, the, the rumor mills, they're transitioning and da 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 before Caitlyn actually had came out. Everybody was buzzing it up and she was a part of the Kardashian clan. So it was like, I think that whole, that whole sensationalized ball snowballed into her being this mm -hmm. media sensation. I feel like it, history kind of repeated itself too. Like when you think about like back in the day, the Christine Georgenson. Yeah, the the what the, the white woman, well, the white trans woman who like became really really popular, and she was in media, and she kind of sensationalized um, trans people at that time. And history kind of repeated itself with Caitlyn Jenner, and it's always been to me, um, white people. The oh, this time no, no, the white trans the white trans people <laughs> have always um kind of been the first people to shock the culture, and then then black folks, and you know down the line, and it seems like history definitely repeated. It definitely repeated itself. Like when you think about it, when it comes to the sensation, I don't think it yeah. when it comes to shifting the culture. I don't think they're always the first one, but when it comes to the mm -hmm. the media sensation, just grabbing mm -hmm. on into it and making it bigger, I mm -hmm. think that um, I think yes, I think they're always the ones that ooh, let's let's talk about this story. Look at this, you know. Even Oprah had a white trans woman on her show. Like it's always that <laughs> it, mm -hmm. when you the ones that sensationalize and taken seriously is always that, mm -hmm. and that's what I want to know. Like, why is trans privilege is real? Because like it's always them. Oh, that did we, are did we bring up Lena Bloom? Did you bring up Lena Bloom? Oh, not yet. Well, she oh. was. Yeah, speaking of, she was the first woman of color to be issued on Sports Illustrated, but not the first trans woman. The first trans woman to be issued on Sports Illustrated um, is a Brazilian girl by the name of Valentina Sampaio or something like that. Yes. And um, and it makes and, and it makes sense why both of them will be first because it's no shade like the white and light skin or pretty uh, passable girls get picked first for a lot of shit too like it's just it's just what it is and that's something i would point out that's something i want to talk own. about too like it's all it, it, it's like a it's like um basically it's like playing into respectability politics with people who the ease to make people have a conscience visually yeah, to make people have a conscience, like, oh, this is a human. They too could be attractive. Oh, they too. actually just look, mm -hmm. just they perform and they look just like a mm -hmm. woman. I think I can really, okay, I got to give you your roses because it's undeniable. But I feel like 
feel, okay, so is that not a part of it? I answer your question. You said what? Is that not a part of the culture shift, though? Yeah, that's yes. what I was. That's what I was about to say. I I feel like I wanted to answer your question. Like I feel like in the in the beginning of like the trans renaissance, you had to fit like this picture perfect model of what a trans person looked like in order for them to be like okay. I'm going to give you your recognition. That wasn't allowing like the girls to like be actresses and actors. They were only allowing you if you looked clocky, if you could be like this, this, this spectacle of this. Or they would choose uh, men. Or they would, yeah, they would would choose men to represent Mm -hmm. the trans community. And I think, I think what we're seeing now is um, like the trans community saying, Hey, that's not cool for us to, to see a certain type of trans woman because we all look there's every there are different type of trans people. We don't all don't fit like this heteronormative binary look. And so now you I feel like what we starting to see is like a change in what trans looks like. And like I've seen non-binary people like pose for um non-binary trans people pose for like um Kelvin Klein. And, and seeing them on the billboard in New York and Times Square and just like seeing that, seeing the the different shades of what trans looks like. I think that's what the future should hold so that there isn't like this definite, definite in image of what a trans, a trans person is supposed to look like. I think idealistically, that's what we are pushing. I think I don't think that that's where the cishead or the fashion industry are is at at all. Because if no. you think about it, fashion industry has always um, had not always, but uh, for a long time had androgynous models. They may not be non-binary identifying, but when it comes to the models look. There have always, when we talk about Grace Jones, when we talk about um, Stella Tennant, when we talk about, you know, it's so many different models that look like um, androgynous models that can be very boy girl kind of thing. So the image of this androgynous thing has always been fashion forward, um, particularly, you know, around 70s, 80s, da 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 da. <coughs> it's always new Huh? Only if you were really skinny. Well, of course, we're in regards to I'm talking about as far as gender presentation, uh, a non-binary looking, quote unquote, androgynous, da, 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 that has always been. So that's not far fetched for them to accept somebody who has a non what we would consider a non-binary look, even though. You know, non-binary could be ultra film. Non-binary could be ultra masculine. Non-binary could range in in so many different ways. But usually, they're gonna they're pointing to the more androgynous look, and that's always been a part of fashion. Um, but but also, we want to our community wants to push, um, wants to push that we all look different so we can be accepted and and not disrespected. But I don't think that the cishet main culture actually feels like that. I feel like, you know, there's a sector that's like, no matter what, just because you're trans, no thank you. But the ones that do accept you, I think the ones that, I think there's a lot of them that adhere to the idea that 
you need to look the part. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. if you look the part, then we're going to put you on the covers and then we're going to give you the opportunity. And that comes with the passing privilege and all of that kind of stuff. We're going to, you look the part. It's amazing. It's sensational. Oh, you look just like us. Great. So we're going to give you the opportunity because yes, look at how amazingly cisgender they look. <laughs> I do think that they're the mainstream community are still in that bag. Now we want to push a narrative that we all look in we all present in different ways and which is, you know, more politically correct, but I don't think that they're all on board with that. I think a lot of them they accept the ones that look the part. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I'm, I'm gonna critique that, but at the same time, I'm gonna give them their roses and still be like, "Yes, yeah, she's a beautiful girl. Like, you know, she she deserved it. If she worked for it and she got it, I'm not gonna hate on it. Like, it happened. Like, yeah. and when it comes to a trans guy, if he like somebody like Marquise or Lathe, I'm gonna critique. Oh, maybe the men have to be tall or be super muscular. And you know they have to fit these standards, but they look good as fuck. So <laughs> like, yeah, so we don't want to undermine you know, like their uh, their accomplishments. They only was having like the the trans men, like trans men that had top surgery, take like a photo. Oh, yeah. And the people who did the trans men that didn't have top surgery, they wasn't in the photo with their shirts off. Yeah, stuff like that happened. But then it's like if this is a picture where y'all having y'all surgery, then. Like that's how that's how I felt when I was excluded. So, all right. But at the same time, I'm not a hating ass nigga. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm a critique it, but then at the same time, I'm gonna be like, get your life. Yeah, of course, <laughs> because but, like, okay, no shade, Diamond. You know, as a binary. Well, as an oldest, uh, okay. I'm trying to say this the right way. You know, as, as somebody who is binary, in and does have like a certain level of possibility politics, right? We, I feel like I'm trying to, I'm choosing my words carefully because I don't want to offend anybody, but I know that I know how hard it is to fit that cisgendered standard well not for everybody because i guess this is my perspective but from my perspective i feel like it takes a lot to like fit this strict perspective of what a woman is supposed to look like or what a man is supposed to look like because not because even cis people don't even fit the model, the model or the mold of what it looks like. And so when I see somebody and they're given what cis people wish they could give to, I'd be like, I like I still live, I give my life because I'm like, yes, bitch, you're shaking it the fuck up, work. But then I'm also I'm also I also think about the younger me when I didn't like I hadn't transitioned, I hadn't popped no moms or nothing, and I felt like I wasn't accepted in these certain spaces if I didn't look a certain way, and, how, and what image I wish I would be able, I wouldn't have been able to see. Like I think what's beautiful is being able to see like these trans children transition on TV, like and go through the hormone replacement therapy and seeing their parents love them, because that was something that I, I wished I would have seen when I was younger. A lot of people talk about Jazz Jennings. 
And whenever I hear subjects, and I, I've even talked to teachers and how they refer their students if they want to be educated to the jazz, the jazz genie show. And and I think I think that's beautiful, and I think that um, I think that that I think that that's that's why I feel the way I do is because I know um, how how hard it can be to fit those molds, but also I wish that there was. Um, that there will be a change, and and oh, and this might sound problematic, but not oh no, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Go ahead. <laughs> I just for me, I feel like what I want to come out of this, what this whatever this renaissance, I just want us to be able to maneuver the world safer, maneuver the world in a way that makes us feel good about ourselves that's is that's just what i want is it's i want as many of us i don't feel like it's it, i feel like it's a it's a slow process just like any other cultural change i want us to be able to navigate through the world wherever we are in our position in our transition however we want to present whether we want to present extra cisgendered <laughs> or nowhere near on that um binary i want us to be able to safely do it and so the first, um, I just felt like all these firsts come with the territory. It comes with the, you know, with anything, like if you're doing something groundbreaking with any demographic, it's, it was going to be the first president of the United States that was black. <laughs> when you're making, it's going to end up being a first woman. It's going to end up happening. <laughs> we it's just it's inevitable it's gonna they're always gonna be a first and so you know i feel like for me <sighs> i just want that i want it to be safe for us to navigate the world wherever we stand i agree i i, I, I no i i agree with diamond i i, I just you know i i don't i think Okay, so in my youth, because I didn't fit standards and because of the like the social shame that I, I got from society when I would go out being clocked or being being uh taunted at, at straight spaces by group mobs of people, it, it it kept me inside. Like there was times where I would be inside, I wouldn't I wouldn't enjoy life and I wouldn't go into spaces where I felt like I would be taunted or something would happen to me. And I feel like nobody should have to endure that because that creates depression and um just bad mental spaces I, I i just wish i just wish for a world where anybody can go out and do what the fuck they want and not what the fuck they, they can look however they want without feeling like they're going to be met at the door by a mob and people with pit with forks and and fire mm -hmm. by by saying bitch fuck you i'm just gone this is what i decided i wanted to look like today i didn't want to look like this because my my father beat me all the time and so i decided that this was my time to be like girl i'm gonna do it and i shouldn't have to be met by all you you people who feel the way my father did yep well what i was saying is if there ever if there ever is a time where we are widely accepted and I, okay i wasn't being literal by the way y'all well i was beat by my father but i was i was making an example 
if we ever come to a time where we accept it and somebody happens to listen to this, I just want to say, in this time, most people I know did not speak up for trans people. Most people I know, not real friends, they don't speak up for us. They don't, they don't correct people. When I post something, they don't repost it. When I when I speak on the issue, they don't help out. Most people just are sitting back in their privilege, and this includes trans people. Most people are sitting back in their privilege and not doing shit, not contributing. So if you see them tokenizing later, shit is fake. <laughs> when you see people tokenizing, when you see mainstream media tokenizing, this shit wasn't always like that. They was making fun of us at one point. They was literally putting cis had men in roles to play trans women or shit like that and nobody or cis had women right. roles to play trans men or but yeah, boys don't yeah. private sickening or i don't know just know it took a lot it took a lot for the people that you don't see and the people that you see in the mainstream media it took a lot for the people that are doing the grassroots groundwork stuff that are really making the difference that are um it's not just people in the media and getting representation and all that that's not really what's pushing the 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 narrative for us to get right so it's really the people that are not as attractive or not as passable or and, and black trans women and it's these people that don't have all this privilege that are really just putting the work in so just keep that in mind if you listen to my show you know that i do all the music for the show if you listen to if you have followed me i always have had a propensity for creation when it comes to like art when it comes to um you know i have paintings i have painted on my own wall <laughs> i i have i always have like an artistic avenue to get out and there's a lot of art that i have um a lot of artists that i have come across that sometimes we have the same problems particularly lgbt artists particularly trans artists particularly somebody that's kind of out the box that I have, um, I, that I've talked to and it comes th the same barriers, the same barriers that we have in like workforce problems. We have the same kind of barriers in the artistic field. Like for you, me, I remember um, maybe like a year and a half or maybe two years ago, you had a conversation about wanting to create a comic book. I'm sure if you wanted to create that, that you would have some barriers involved and that your transness will play a part in. And so what I have done, I have started an art initiative where I remember just to give you a perfect example. So many times, so anytime I wanted to record a song, say that I wanted to actually professionally record, like any music that I, that I use now, I record at my house, you know, not with exceptional studio equipment and, and tools that can make it sound a peak level, blah, 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 blah. I just kind of just use what I got. But in the past, when I would meet people who do have access to professional studios, I would work with them. And the re only reason why they were trying to work with me 
um, was because I had some semblance of a talent, but they also wanted to try to kind of fuck with me on some sexual shit. Like it would be like, oh, you're an artist. Let me um, let you come to my studio come to my studio and work with me and blah, 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 blah. And then when I get there, we'll do a little bit of recording and it'd be, it'll, it'll be going great, but it's going to always lead to them trying to fuck always lead to them trying to hook up and that be the, you know, if we want to continue, we got to hook up. And so it was always a barrier for me to get my projects finished until I got my own little equipment to do what I want to do. But there was always a barrier. Um, when it comes to getting into galleries, like I know artists, um, like visual artists that do film or do like actual painting, actual sculpture to get into, you know, galleries, like it's hard to get into galleries if you are, don't have the inside track with this particular museum or the inside track with this particular, um, gallery. And so what I am trying to do. And also, there's tons of people in this area that wants to create podcasts. What I am trying to do is create my new project is to create a facility for people to be able to cultivate and showcase their art, whatever it may be. I'm talking about I want to create a place where we can do like teeny desk recordings. Y'all know how y'all know y'all done seen teeny desks. How uh, they do I want to be able to create a facility where we can actually have trans artists come and do like really sh like little mini concerts recorded and put out for content. I want to be able to have a studio. I want to be able to have um a podcast studio for for whoever else want to create a podcast particularly around our area can actually come and record i want if they don't have the equipment don't have the funding to do get the equipment i can actually record their show and produce their show for them i want to um i want to be able to um have galleries i want to be able to have like people who are visual artists and that want to sell their work that want to have that want to have a space to be able to showcase it in a beautiful way so people can come look at it i want to have events like spoken word events where poets can come and um share their art and have a little like almost like a little after hour spot where we have drinks and is it's looking classy and looking fun and looking amazing where we can all showcase our work and have a spot that we can come to that is filled with joy, that is filled with art, that is filled with our amazing talents. And because a lot of times for me, I am really tired of the work that I'm doing being revolved around our trauma. I'm really tired of the work that I'm doing being revolved around our deaths and our pain and our disparities and our op oppression. So I really wanna start a project that revolves around our creation, our contribution to culture, our joy, things that make us happy, um, things that are art. I really want to, that's what I'm doing now. So I started to go fund me and um, I'm gonna put the link in the bottom. If you are a person that wants to support this, I would love that you support it. Um, link is in the bottom, check it out. I think it's quite appropriate. I think that we need something that balances um, you know, us focusing on death and pain and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I really want to, I, this is what I'm going into. I'm going into projects that are um, cultivating our joy. And so 
I have more information okay. in the link so you can check it out and listen and all that kind of stuff. But if you're interested, I started this project and I hope that y'all support. Um, I just, I, I just think that this will be an amazing, my vision, my vision of what this could become, you know, I just feel like it can be amazing. And so I would really love y'all support. I would really love y'all to, um, I'm thinking of like even like a little it could be like a little juke joint that we all <laughs> we all can come and chill at because we don't have really have no chill spots yeah us and feel true. safe and it's just so many things like I just want it to be a place where we can come and hang yeah. out and have and just kind of have our art showing and our and just have a great time and so yeah so if y'all are interested in helping or you know some you know, people with some coins that can help, please, 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 please support. I'm gonna put the link in the bottom and that is what I am doing. So have you, let's talk about that. Have you thought of an idea of a name yet? March's place. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I haven't thought about a name yet, but um okay. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. I think that's really, really dope. Like I love like spoken word and like poetry spots. There's a poetry spot in City uh was it City Center? I don't know where we used to work. It was a poetry spot, a lounge over there, they had clothes and I just Bamboo. I, Bamboo, yeah. yeah. I love that little spot. And I've always missed it. And to like to hear you say you want to create spot like spot like places where it can showcase art and talent and just like like a like a feel good place. I think that's beautiful and I really hope it comes to play because I think that'd be it'll be so bomb. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. But that's all we wanted to talk to y'all about today. Hello. <laughs> Will enjoy the rest of your week and hope that you get some more donations. Yeah, so yes, I'm gonna put the GoFundMe down in the um down in the show notes. It, or it's gonna be on our um on our Facebook page and all that kind of stuff, and probably on our Instagram in the links there. So um yes, if you are interested in donating or, or know somebody who could contribute. It don't matter if it's five dollars, two dollars, blah 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 blah, whatever. How much, ever much you can donate, please donate. We trying to get. I'm really trying to get this facility up and running, and I would love if you would help. And I think we did a show. Uh, yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> All right, y'all. Right, yeah. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be alright. <laughs>